Quack, quack, vroom, vroom, and a honk, honk to you. I'm Stan Poggle. Welcome on into Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk. Man, is it a hot one, and we're going to get right into it uh, with our buddy Chris Kudak here. He's probably uh, sweating out there, and I'm guessing uh, probably got some binoculars, probably uh, cruising a beach nearby, I'm guessing. No, no, we up the lake doing little things up there, doing a little fishing, and... Uh... Uh, we got done, and now we're sitting in a nice air-conditioned house and uh, looking out the window. Yeah, it is a good day to be inside if you're like myself that doesn't uh, particularly like anything over about 85 degrees. It's it's a cooker. It's uh, hotter than two squirrels, you know what, in a wool sock, Kudak. It's well, warm out there. And a problem with this computer-type deal here. Somebody hacked it, and so... Um, I was wondering I about that because I I just got a friend request from you on Facebook, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, you know what? If I haven't earned your friendship after all these years, you know what? Screw you! I'm not going to friend you. Well, I had to go and talk to a gal because you know I'm not very good good computer, so I no. had to go to do my other deal, and I had to get a new new password and this and that. So now it's Kudak Chris or yeah Kudak Chris at Gmail dot com. So now you're going to have to send me the the deal for uh, the outdoor adventures deal, so I can get that on there. You're going to have to do. I got to start all over from scratch because some nice gentleman decided to hack my deal, and I got really? a mess. I'm guessing somebody. Well, I'm guessing you probably hacked yourself, knowing uh, uh, what I do about your computer skills. I'm guessing guessing that you probably clicked something you weren't supposed to click. So either you were. Uh, uh, doing some naughty stuff online or uh, playing too many video games again? No, no. I had a, po- a phone call here uh, from somebody, and they said, uh, "You know, your 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 stuff is your your picture on your deal. That's not you." And I said, "No, no." So I I went on there, and my God, there's there's a, a guy on there that had no no resemblance of me or nothing, and uh, yeah, he was he was he hacked into a bunch of stuff, I guess. Well, I'm going to have to go back and look because I, I I did get the friend request for you, but I don't like to accept those because I don't know whether or not it's it's going to hack me now. Now I'm afraid. No, I'm no, not very, no, very I, intelligent I, when I it comes to computers up, I either. Up a new, I, I, I was talking to a gal for about an hour, and I opened up a new deal, so now i got to refriend everybody do this, do that. So that is, no, that is my friend request. So The one, the one of the, uh, the really ugly picture of you in the hat from far away, that one? Yes, that's the okay. new one. The, the one with the fish. I didn't. I, I didn't know how to get to that one, so I just sat in the chair and took a picture of myself with my hat on. And that's that's my. I, I got. I, I went to a, a Gmail deal. So it's okay. Chris or Kudak. Kudak. Yeah, Kudak you don't have Chris to give out. You don't have to give your email out. We don't. We don't need that. Well, we can figure it out from here. Know, they can't get a hold of me at the other one. So now I got to get somebody, some computerized person over here to figure out how to get. I, I I lost everything. I mean everything. So I got to start over from scratch. Oh boy, yeah, that is going to be a mess for you. I mean, it's I've had well, I've never had that happen, thankfully, but I I couldn't imagine because I've had issues with some other things, and it's just I I'm not smart enough when it comes to all that uh, hacking well, and all that either. So the, the 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 computer just about went out the door, and I about just about said, "You know, that's enough of this stuff. I'm done." Because I'm you know. My, I got a temper. Well, my temper flares. Yeah, I, it was just about done. But I'll tell you what, 
I went up to Malax, and I was up there most of the day today. Uh, the access, the bass guys are out in full force. Uh, lots of boats around. Uh, people are catching some fish. Uh, lots of walleyes I see get caught this morning. And uh, I posted a deal there this morning. I don't know if you got it, but the picture of the DNR pulling a gillnet out of the lake full of walleyes. Well, yeah, I, I, I wasn't going to bring that up. I, I'm glad you did. But I, I want to do a little bit more research into that because, speaking of computers, you can pretty much take anything nowadays and well, make it make it look like something else. I mean, I could take a picture of you and, like, this guy hacking your account, make it look like it's you when well, it's this, really not I you. Talked so. to, I, talked to a few other, I talked to a few other people up there, and it is a true story. Well, we will see. We'll, I'm going to definitely look into that because I don't want to, you know, I mean, I'm not. I don't want to say it's not true, but I don't want to say it is true until well, I see this was, this, until I see something was, a visual proof that came directly from the horse's mouth rather than something that's been floating around. I mean, if you believe everything you see on Facebook, um, you know, <laughs> you're naive well, in my opinion. This one, even they they brought it up in front of the governor, and he wasn't too happy about it. The last posting I just seen here. Uh, a little bit ago, and uh, I believe this one is, uh, I mean, this is not the first net that they found. I mean, this is, through the years, there's been uh, been many of them that got lost, or the ice had taken them, and people have caught them. This sure. ain't the first one, and it's, you know. Well. I, I would like to say it's not true. I mean. Yeah. I, I, I would like to say that, but uh, I, 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 uh, I've been around there long enough and see what's going on, and something has to change. Yeah, well, either way, it's a, it's a bad thing with uh, seeing all those walleyes uh, perishing for for nothing. So uh, that is uh, plastered all over. So if uh, you're looking for that, I'm sure you can find it pretty easily. We do have a pretty good show, though, coming up here, Kudak. We're going to go back and uh, chat with our friend uh, Doug Sutherland from the old Purple People Eaters. We chatted with him here a couple of weeks ago at the Governor's Fishing Opener, and uh, we're going to uh, play that interview back here in the second half of the show here, about 5.30, and also uh, get some uh, the area of the Wilmer area, get some uh, tips there on where to go. they got all sorts of events coming up here throughout the summer, so where you can find that. And also uh, another guy retiring from the DNR, but he's there for another month or so. Uh, our buddy Don Pereira is going to be on. We'll have him in the next segment as well. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, there's a few of them boys are retiring and, and uh, you know, change of guards. It's, you know, that they want to, Curry's retired and he's retired. They want to go do, do other things, which, you know, you put that many years in, you you got to go do a little, little something else and, and spend time with the family and the grandkids and all that good stuff. So, uh, you know, I wish some guys all the best and, and have fun. And there's a lot of stuff going on, though. We got a big, big mud run up in Hillman this weekend. There's mud trucks everywhere going up and down the highway. Yeah, what exactly is that? Is that the mud run where the people run through, or is it like an obstacle course uh, challenge, or is it something where they, like you were talking with four-wheel drive trucks or mud pits? Big mud pits with trucks, but there there will be people running through there. I'll guarantee you by the end of the night, uh, there'll be a lot of people running through there. It's a... Uh, it's a it's a big party and and uh, I I mean I was I'm four wheelers and, and I mean you see these trucks going down the road they're just caked with mud and it's a it's a big deal they'll probably have a thousand people or better there and you know it's a it's a big party and they have fun and, and it keeps them out of trouble.
Yeah, well, speaking of parties, I'm going to be going down to uh, Okaboji this weekend, and I have a buddy that DJs on one of the big party boats down there, the party barge, so I'm going to shoot him a message here as soon as we get done with the show and see if he can't uh, maybe pirate me onto the boat, because uh, from what I hear, it's sold out, but I'm hoping he can maybe sneak me on and... And uh, full DJ uh, music there, a couple different levels. They got a bar right on the boat, and they just drive you around. So, you know, that's right up my alley. If I if I can stay out of the sun a little bit, I think I'll be all right. Well, you better bring your wife with you so she can babysit you because, you know, me and Les Meister are not around to keep an eye on you. That is correct. Uh, speaking of retirements, we chatted about Pereira and Curry earlier, but uh, Tucker Hibbert, the uh, snowcross racer, he retired here last week too, so... Uh, I'm sure a lot of the guys that have raced against him over the past, what, 10, 15, 20 years, uh, really, uh, are pretty happy that he's retiring because he's pretty much won every title and event uh, he's, he's entered over the last 15 or so years. But, but, uh, pretty good career. He started, uh, winning the medals at the, I believe it was the X Games. He won his first one when he was like 15, but retiring at the ripe age of 33. Where did we go wrong, Kudak? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he was, he was a top dog for many, many years. The boy, the boy could ride the machines, and <laughs> I'm sure he's got a lot more broken bones than we'll ever have. Yeah, exactly. That is that is definitely the truth. I won't want that, but uh, the retirement at 33. But he's, he was he's a good guy for the sport, and I know he's still. I read uh, some information on his retirement. I got a release from their press people. And sounds like he's still going to be available, you know, for interviews and and promoting, you know, the outdoors as long as well as snowmobiling and all that stuff. So, pro- probably run into him here over the next couple of years, anyway. Oh, you bet they got. I'm sure he'll be up in Elk River for that big, big motocross deal they got there. They some guys bought a big track and they got all kinds of stuff going on up there. That that uh, Carlson Motorsports and the boys bought bought some stuff up there and some big property and. They got big tracks, so I'm I'm sure you'll be seeing him uh, all over the country. So we'll have uh, more on that, and also coming up in the final segment, uh, the elk uh, license lottery is coming up. Uh, you can apply for those uh, licenses. They're there's, they're very limited, but you know most people go out west or whatever Alaska to to uh, hunt elk, but. You know, this is right here in the state of Minnesota. It's pretty unique, and we've talked with the folks from the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation here over the past years at the deer opener in the past few years, and and it's something where the population seems to be kind of, from what I understand, kind of staying the same, but it is still something that, you know, I would think is pretty unique here in the state. Oh, you bet. That was Pat McMullen we talked to, and... He's the president of the Rocky Mountain Health Association, and uh, we, we, we might have to get him on in the next week or two. But, yeah, we got to remember we got Camp Confidence coming up, the big tournament there, June 15th and 16th. I'll be there for that, doing a little PR work and a little, little, little uh, uh, speaking, I guess, I'm going to be doing. And uh, if anybody's interested, I'm still looking for a few more boats for guide boats. We're short, well, four or five boats, I believe. So you can get a hold of me, and we can get you lined up up there, which is a good deal. It's for the camp confidence. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, all the proceeds go to those guys at the camp, which do a super, super job. Bob Slayball and the guys up there. Uh, I'm going to try to get him on maybe next week and before the deal, we can we can discuss him what's all going on, and he can give us all the all the good updates. 
Yeah, he's always a great guest to have on here, Slaybaugh, and he does a great job up there with Camp Confidence. And if you haven't checked it out already, it's uh, for those with uh, developmental disabilities, and, and it's a great thing. Check it out at just Google Camp Confidence, and you'll find it. But uh, what is that, up in Brainerd, or where is that again? I can't remember. Yeah, Gull Lake. And Gull then Lake. also, I believe next week they got uh, 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 the deal for uh, with the Ward boys and all them are fishing that tournament for – uh, fishy, not fishy, has no boundaries. What the heck is it? Uh, team challenge. Team, team challenge, challenge yep. is next weekend on Gull Lake, which is a, another good deal. And that one, they, they, they draw a good crowd. The lenders are there. Uh, a lot of the big names fish that one for fishing or, um, oh, geez. Yep. Yeah, that's the team challenge, uh, for, uh, um, uh, substance abuse, basically, is what it's for. So, yeah, yep, yep, yep. That's, uh, that's the one the Ward boys are there and all the, all the big names there, and you can, you know, people can go up, spectate it, and visit with them. You can, you can go online and uh, get all the particulars, what time they're going out, what time's the way in, and they got kids' events going. It's uh, really a good deal. Well, you stay out of the mud, and I'll uh, give you a shout back here. We'll be back live for the uh, final segment here of Outdoor Adventures. But we had a chance to uh, chat with our good friend uh, Doug Sutherland, uh, former, well, not former, but a member of the Purple People Eaters. And I even got to uh, check out his uh, Super Bowl ring. That was pretty awesome. We'll have him coming up. Also, our uh, good friend uh, Don Pereira. We'll kick it off next with him, fisheries biologist and chief here on Outdoor Adventures. Next on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. Outdoor Adventures here at the Governor's Fishing Opener in the Wimmer Lakes area and talking with Fisheries Chief Medina and I are Don Pereira right now. Uh, good morning, Don, and uh, thanks for tuning in to Outdoor Adventures again. So uh, what, what's, uh, what's the latest from your perspective? Well, the latest is ICE is out. <laughs> so, <laughs> Finally. In fact, we're looking at NASA uh, satellite imagery, and it's just the last of it's going on in Lake of the Woods as we speak. So just in the nick of time. So that's good. Uh, what what else is upcoming and new in well, the DNR? The really big deal in fishing this year is our new pike reg statewide. So pike management has been one of our biggest challenges for decades. This hammer handle problem, as we call it, is uh, it's a serious problem, and it's been going on for a while. So we hope these pike regulations are going to do do what needs to be done to get pike dynamics turned around. The important thing about this north central zone, where we've got this 22 to 26 and 10 fish, you know, uh, only two over 26. This is not about trophy management. It's about creating more pike for people to harvest. So we, we have a separate program for trophy pike is, management. Is that becoming, uh, not only with pike, but I mean with other species as well, you know, the big thing over the past, uh, I'd say at least decade or so, is the CPR catch photo release. How, how does that affect things and, and how have you guys had to adjust things from that perspective? Well, so catch photo release, yeah, I mean, that, people make People make a big deal about tournaments, and and uh, not to not to say that they're not a big deal, but I mean the amount of fishing that goes on around the state in tournaments is really really tiny compared to the total amount of fishing in some total. So the tournament regulations, tournament permitting, that's about controlling crowds and 
and making sure they do the right thing for conservation, they handle the fish correctly, so on and so forth. But it's not a big game changer for fish dynamics, really. So. Okay. Just, to, just to keep it in a perspective. And are we going to be seeing more, it seems like there's more and more slot limits, and I don't know how you guys determine all that, but it, yeah. it gets pretty confusing for, you know, the, right. the everyday angler, so is that something you think is going to continue, or well, are you going to go back to more of just, hey, let's just have it 10 fish or 2 fish or whatever yeah. it is and be well, done with it? Simplicity is always a good thing, no doubt. And we are, you know, we do have an ex. ex, ex experimental special regulations program it's a special way that we can do rule it's pretty unique in state government but we don't just do it willy-nilly we have we have to have really good reason to do it so there's two reasons why you regulate a fish population either for conservation which means there's something bad going on and we have to fix it that is the agency has an obligation to come in and fix it or because the public the angling public or a segment of the angling, angling public want a different fishing experience. So they want to catch bigger fish, for example. So a lot of our special regulations, we might have local groups coming to us and say, hey, we really, really would like this slot limit on our lake and these are the reasons why. So we have a very well-established process whereby we we look at, we look at such a request at many angles. We look at it biologically. Is it feasible? Does it make sense for this population to have a regulation like this? Does it have any chance of working at all? Will it help? And then socially. So that and that's where we when we change a regulation, before we change a regulation on a lake, we have to post it for 90 days and then hold public hearings. Mm-hmm. So we don't do it, you know, it's this isn't top town government. Yeah. We're staying socially connected to the stakeholders to make sure it's the right thing to do. And one last question. I know there was some controversy. You know, you got the walleye versus the muskie guy, but there was a deal up in Otter Tail where... Can you update us on that? What's what's going on? Has anything been uh, set in stone? Has decided what they're going to do yet? I don't know. I haven't... Um, I haven't kept up with the latest changes to the legislative bill. That bill was... Um, um, was not good for a number of reasons, uh, given the county county boards uh, the power to 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 to, uh, to to basically reverse what the DNR is doing is a bad idea. Obviously, um, also I think uh, I think the negativity on muscalunge is there's no there's no biological basis for it at all, and it's just it's just frustrating because our muscalunge program statewide is a very sound program. We manage that fish very conservatively, and by that I mean really low densities. It's truly, it truly is a trophy fish. That's what it is. And so you don't need a lot of them to have a decent trophy fishery. And contrary to what the anti-musky people state, musky fishing is increasing in popularity. And all we wanted to do, the musky guys are pushing us really hard. So that's why we came up with that plan we call the 2020 plan. We'll create eight new musky fisheries statewide by 2020, and that's it. That's as far as we're going. And so, you know, a couple years ago, Gull was one of the new ones. And Gull was a lake that had muscalunch. In fact, muscalunch are probably pretty broadly distributed in the upper Mississippi. But unlike Northern Pike, they're very susceptible. They're susceptible to habitat loss. They're susceptible to overfishing. And so Gull Lake was actually a restoration is what it was. We were bringing the, we were bringing that species back to a lake where it once existed. I, and I just wish the hype would just go away because our muskie program is a great program. It really is. And it's not hurting any other fish community in the state. It really isn't. 
and, uh, and that, that so they 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 passed did they, they didn't pass the bill or they, they put it on hold now for up there so they're they're going to wait for you know, another year or so before they do it or well like i said i haven't um, um i've been traveling the past week so i haven't heard the latest on the status of the bill um, I, I did testify in one senate hearing senator Ruth's hearing uh where Senator Ingerbison himself presented the bill at, at the witness table. And at that time, they were talking about, well, maybe just going forward with this study, the study of the effects of muscle like $50,000. We did the best study possible on, on 44 introductions around the state, and that was published in a scientific journal. It was criticized. We answered the criticisms. Um, in fact, when we answered the criticisms, we made the findings even stronger making us even more confident in the program. So I don't, I think that $50,000 they want to spend on that study is just going to be a waste of money. It's not going yeah, to. You can only not, do so many studies. Right. It's, a, it's a social debate. That's what it is right now. Yeah. There's no biology behind this. Yeah, it's like if you're a Yankees or a Red Sox or, yeah. a, you know, well, a they Packers think or a Red Vikings Sox fan. Too. Sure, know. yeah. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's all in the detail. And, and, and yeah. we, we, we got to remember now, this one is retiring June. God, everybody's retiring at seven. So, what is going on here? We got less by to retire. We got that. We're good. It's going to be bleak until we figure out who we can harass from now on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to have to work a little harder here. These you guys can still years. harass me. I just don't have to be polite well, when I answer you. I, 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 I know where his cabin is at. Yeah. I know I know where his cabin is at. <laughs> I know I, I got a pretty good idea. So, we, you know, we could stop and see Les Meister at our... Uh, Cold front at his cabin, and we can yeah. cut right across 27 and go yep. see him. There we go. Mike and I go back and forth already planning, so sure. Because I'm good. not that far away from you guys. Yeah. Don Pereira, fisheries chief for the DNR here in the great state of Minnesota at the Governor's Fishing Opener here in the Wilmer Lakes area. Thanks again to Don and all our great guests here today. Outdoor Adventures on the Road on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. Their adventures on the road. This time around, we are at the Governor's Fishing Opener in the Wilmer Lakes area, having a great time here. We chatted with one of the newer members of the Vikings earlier, but now we're we're going back to a the better time back with Kudak was just a young whippersnapper, and the ladies all loved him still. Uh, Doug Sutherland, former Minnesota Vikings defensive tackle here, and I even got a chance to check out his ring. I was a little afraid to touch it, but uh, that's something pretty special, Doug. You know, you look at Doug, and I watched you play back in the old Mac Center. I mean, I mean back when you guys played in the weather. I mean, you didn't play under under the dome where it was hot. I mean, that's when football was football. I mean, I I, I, I remember going, going to the old Mac Center and watching the Vikings play cold, freezing rain. Everybody's tailgate out in the parking lot, and the Vikings go out there, and I mean... That I mean, I love watching football back in the days with them I told, guys. I told Bud, I said, Bud, I said, when I can't, when I'm out fishing or hunting and I can't move my fingers, I said, I say a lot of bad words about you, Bud. Why you know, <laughs> oh, you're just getting old? <laughs> but I remember one time Wally Hildeberg brought a, a rock out of the sauna. We wrapped it in a towel, so we were handling the rock back and forth to keep our hands warm because. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like a bunch of cavemen, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's got to be amazing uh, seeing the players nowadays and uh, how much it has changed. But uh, we're here for the governor's opener. 
and it sounds like you're you're kind of a local crappie slayer. Uh, yeah, they, they got a head for the cover when when I come around. So yeah, uh, no, I I enjoy I, I I'll fish for anything, but uh, yeah, I grew up steelhead fishing on the Borough River up in uh, you know runs into Lake Superior. Yeah, great steelhead fishing. Uh, uh, you know, but, and I used to fish a lot of brook trout, but now it's, it's more. Uh, Walleyes and crappies. Do you ever fish the St. Louis up there for, oh, for walleyes? You oh, go, yeah. You go I up mean, there and throw crankbaits for them up in the river? Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. I, I mean, there's, it's a great fishery. And, and, you know, everybody said, oh, in St. Louis, wherever it's polluted. Well, they come out of Lake Superior. They look like shiner minnows when they come out of the lake. They're really silver and just beautiful fish. And, you know, that Duluth area is... I mean, I, I got some relatives up in Grand Marais and this and that, up on the Gunflint. You know, I, I love going to the Duluth. And, and do the schmelt still run up in the rivers up oh, there? Oh, yeah, they're they, doing are, it right now. Are uh, they still getting a lot of them like they did years ago? No, no, not as many. You know, I think a lot of people abused it because there was no limit to it. And I think they wasted a lot of them. I know when I was, I used to catch them with my bare hands in little cricks up there when I was and they're they're tasty to eat, but uh, you know you, you clean them with a pair of scissors. No, I mean we went up there years ago, back when we were in, I was in high school, back in the you know seventies. Oh, yeah. We went up there and it was French or one of them rivers up north of Duluth there with a scoop net, and you scooped them up and you threw them in a, in a garbage can, <laughs> and you got it. You know we'd drive back down to the city's Brooklyn Center down there. Every neighbor in the block was over, you know. Oh, yeah. each, each of them got a, a bucket full of, full of smelt, and everybody was with their scissors, cleaning them and washing them, and then you had the smelt fry. I'll tell you what, they are the tastiest. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, they're good. Yeah, yeah you, get to, you get to learn how to eat them and take the meat off the bones in a hurry. Oh, you bet. So, they're great eating fish. So, uh, your next week, are you... Are you uh, Going to be up there fishing Wally somewhere in the Duluth area? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, probably on the St. Louis. I, I went out last weekend uh, in the opener in Wisconsin, and uh, we didn't ca- we didn't get a bite. I mean, my buddy and I, <coughs> we're good at catching crappies. I mean, we, we knew the walleyes would be really slow. The water was only 49 degrees. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, they... Doug Sutherland is our guest here on Outdoor Adventures, former uh, Vikings defensive tackle here. And uh, I'm sure you probably, just besides fishing, I'm guessing you do a little hunting too? Oh, yeah. I, uh, last year I bought one of those Raven crossbows. Huh. They are absolutely... I, I have an 11-year-old grandson, and I took him out, and, and uh, I said, well, we got to shoot it first. And he hit the size of a dime at uh, 20 yards and I said you want to shoot some more he goes no that's okay I mean there's no recoil mm-hmm. it comes I mean what an incredible piece of machinery I've been shooting a 10 point for probably 15 years I mean I got I got a bundle of money in this thing and I'll tell you what they are unbelievable and it's got, I got a scope on it it's lighted scope and all works so I'll tell you what Crossbows are the way to go, let me tell you, because oh, yeah. they are deadly. Yeah, I, mean, I normally shot a Matthews up until last year, and, you know, in uh, Wisconsin, if you're over 65, you, you can use a crossbow, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to do. I haven't hunted in Minnesota. I, I do most of my hunting in Wisconsin. i got tons of deer over there. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, 
Doug Sutherland from uh, the Minnesota Vikings has been our guest here on Outdoor Adventures. Thanks again, Doug, for joining us, and uh, best of luck out there this year on the water. Outdoor Adventures on the road. Today we are at the Governor's Fishing Opener in Kudak. Right now we're going to chat with friend Rodney Staska. He's uh, part of the men and women that uh, get behind this and help put it all on. And I don't envy him a bit. But uh, you've done a great job so far, and it's uh, a great thing. But let's talk a little bit, not only here with the Governor's Fishing Opener, but so many great things to do here in the Wilmer area. Absolutely there is. Um, obviously the fishing, the lakes are where it's at, but uh, we've got a lot of great parks, Sibley State Park, Prairie Woods Environmental Center. Um, there's a lot of things for the community to do, a lot of things for visitors to do. I mean, you name it, we've got it to, to do, and it's, that's what I love about it. It's, whether you're outdoorsman or not, um, there's plenty of things for everybody. Well, you know, you look at what the area is just driving through here yesterday, and it's been years since I've been down here, but, you know, you got, you know, it's a farm country. I mean, you got a railroad, you got the BN going through here. You look at the lakes, I'm driving in, and I'm watching these, these three guys in the boat pitch. Right from, I mean, I'm walking, driving down the road, and I'm watching this guy hoist a big panfish in the boat, and I went, I mean, he's right, I mean, and you've got water everywhere. I mean, you got uh, how many lakes in the, you know, five-mile radius? You must have 20 lakes or 30 lakes around here. Yeah, I mean, you know, Logo is where the lakes begin. I mean, they're every direction you want to go. You can find one, you know, three miles, five miles, whatever you want to do as far as from where you're at, you can you can find them. And talking about the panfish, you know, I mean, just like everywhere else, when, when everybody's got the itch and there's open water, we'll find it. And that's the best thing. You can you can hit the panfish early on before walleyes are open. And, you know, there's right now I heard last night when we were talking to the fish hosts, there's some big crappies that are biting out there. And, and uh, get some guys on that. And you drive through here, and it looks to me like if you got a boat problem or, or anything, you've got enough dealerships, you got bait stores, two or three bait stores that I see. I mean, you, you, it's all right there. And you, in two minutes away, you're out of lake. Absolutely. That's great, too. You know, if you the fish are biting, you run out of bait, you got no problems finding a place to get some more. Yeah. And, uh, and same thing with your boat. You know, if you need something fixed, you need some equipment of some sort. There's multiple places, multiple places for you to go to, to get it taken care of. So, Rodney Stask is our guest. He's uh, helping put all this on here at the Governor's Fishing Opener in the Wilmer Lakes area. And we chat a lot of a lot of things that go boom and go vroom too here on Outdoor Adventures. So, what do you have for the folks? Uh, a lot of our listeners, you know, they do the motorcycle trips or camping trip, uh, and I'm sure you probably got some good ATV and hiking trails in the area too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's plenty of things to do. Um, actually, for you know, as far as the motorcycle guys out over in Raymond, they just had a hog roast at the Harley dealership there last weekend. And, oh, well, uh, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> you know, we had bikers coming through in the you know 40, 50 at a time on the way. I mean, it's just a traditional thing for them to do, and um, it's a great. You know, great up and down 20, Highway 23 for, for bikers and um, ATVers. There's, there's country all over the place, trails all over. Um, you know, we've got a lot of good bike trails and different things for the folks, too. And um, camping and fishing and hunting, and I mean, it's all it's all here. It's just a matter of what you like to do. Is, is there a lot of pheasants in this neck of the woods? Like, up where I'm at, we got, we got a bumper crop of pheasants. So I, you know, looked around here with all your open land in the fields and the woods. I think I would think you guys got a pretty good bumper crap of pheasants down here too. You know there is, and as as Mike Curry would say, we might not tell you where they're at, but there's a few out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're getting the uh, official answer, but uh, he's a smart man keeping that a secret. Well, he probably, he's probably got 400 acres. He's got hit somewhere full of pheasants. He don't want to tell anybody. Exactly. Rodney uh, Staska is our 
guest here at Outdoor Adventures. Uh, you got a, somewhere simple people can go to find out more information here about the Wilmer Lakes area? Yeah, absolutely. You can go on to our uh, WilmerLakesArea.com for our Convention and Visitors Bureau. It's a great a great site to go to for, for a lot of different items. Um, and it, the, the list is endless, basically, to find out what you want to do there. It's it's great. So. Well, before we go here, I want to thank you, Rodney. I know you gave me a lift here yesterday from the golf course, so I appreciate that. And I mean, you did a great job putting this on, no so problem. thanks thank, for, thank thanks you. for helping us out. Appreciate you guys coming out. Sounds great. Rodney Staska is event co-chair here at the Governor's Fishing Opener in the Wilmer Lakes area. Check them out online, and uh, you'll find something fun to do in the outdoors here, guaranteed, up here in the Wilmer Lakes area. We'll have more on the road with Outdoor Adventures. Chris Kudak, I'm Stan Poggle here on Outdoor Adventures, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. One final segment of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. want to remind you, download that iHeartRadio app. You can search Outdoor Adventures, and you get all our archives, all our past and present shows. You can listen to them and download them anytime you want, anywhere in the country or world, for that matter on the free iHeartRadio app, and you can also search Twin Cities News Talk and listen to us live anytime here. And my buddy Chris Kudak joining back in here for the final segment. And uh, one thing we mentioned earlier, Chris, uh, was the elk uh, populations here in Minnesota. They've been working on that diligently over the past few years, and hunters will have through Friday, June 15th, to apply for one of 22 elk licenses offered this year. So, Pretty uh, exclusive company if you get one of those. Oh, you bet! You know, and it's all up in the northern northern part of the state where the where the elk herd is. And you know, it's it's just like the old moose permits. When we used to get the moose permits, you, you know, you, you got to do a little bit of homework. I mean, you got to go to the. I believe they got classes you go to, but uh, once you dial them in, you know, you can you can. It's just like you you got to do your homework, but you can get one. I mean, they're there to get shot and there you know there's not that many permits so i mean i would love to do it if i had the time i mean it'd be fun to do yeah they say they last counted on the last survey 75 elk in that herd there and the goal was 50 to 60 in the elk management plan so sounds like uh, the latest survey is good news but uh the certain areas elk population that is a little bit below the goal so uh the first season will run from saturday september 8th to sunday september 16th so just a, about a week and then uh, the second season is another week uh running from saturday the 22nd to sunday september 30th so uh you could be one of those lucky 22 to do that and you don't have to go out west just head up to uh the north country here in minnesota and and it's a pretty exclusive clog, but I'm sure it'd be a good story to be told. Oh, you bet. And, you know, whoever gets a license, if you get a picture one, send us some pictures on our Facebook page. Definitely. And uh, speaking of that, man, oh, man, it was like pulling teeth trying to get you to our page now that you lost your if, – if you weren't listening earlier, Kudak got his Facebook page hacked. I don't know. Were you on the dark web? No, no. I, uh, oh, like oh I wait. Said, so you know about the dark web? Hold on here. So you know about the dark web then? No, I have no idea what even <laughs> what you're talking about. I I have other thoughts, but go ahead. But yeah, I got hacked, and uh, I am uh, now trying to get everything back together again. I had to put a new password in, go to a different deal. I've been on the phone most uh, 
most of an hour or two trying to get this thing taken care of. And like I said, I had to go do a different whatever, whatever, so whatever. So what did you I, end up calling, the Facebook care. hotline or what? What's that? Did you end up calling the Facebook hotline or who, who'd you get on the line to help you through this uh, mess? I, I had to call somebody from Facebook to get walk me through everything to get me there and I, I it still ain't done by a long ways but now i now i have to get everybody my new email address so i get my mail again oh my gosh i can't imagine. i tell you what if anybody earned their money on this day what is it uh, may 26th it's that person that that answered the phone from chris kudak to fix his facebook account well i'll tell you what it was uh, uh you know my temper and this gal was was actually pretty good because I I was ready to lose it a few times. Oh, I can only imagine, uh, and I'm sure she was probably uh, wondering to herself, "What the heck was this well, guy born in the 1800s still, or what?" It, it, it still ain't done because somehow I got to figure out how I can get my my email address to everybody to send me emails now, which is really going to be a fun one. Well, uh, you just log in uh, to your account. I'm guessing it sounded like you did a Gmail account, so you just log into that with your username and password. It's that simple. Well, my daughter hopefully will be here uh, <laughs> Sunday or Monday. I'm all done. Uh, yeah, you better be. It's it's probably not good for your health. You better just stay away from that and have somebody. I'm just glad I'm a couple hours away so I don't have to come and deal with it because I, I don't know if there's enough beer in the world to put up with you uh, when it comes to computers. Well, I might have to call the secretary and have her come up. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Uh, <laughs> there's something else I wanted to chat with you about, too. And uh, we, uh, if you're listening to that prayer interview we did at the uh, governor's deal here a couple of weeks ago, one of the things he talked about was the new pike regulations, and they're trying to kind of rid the lakes of these so-called hammer handles and snakes. So, uh, But there's a lot of discussion, too, on dropping the walleye limit down to four. And I just kind of wanted to get you in the last few minutes here to kind of discuss that with you because I know you're pretty passionate. Uh, you're a little more old school, uh, you know, and I agree. You should be able to get something for the frying pan. That's why a lot of people fish. But at the same time, it, there's a lot of people, unfortunately, that get greedy as well, just like with money or anything else, they get a little greedy, and and it ruins it kind of for everybody else. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you get some guys that, you know, instead of taking four, they'll take two dozen, and, and or, or guys that'll take three, four hundred, or, you know, I, I, would, I would like to see it. You, you know, yeah, every lake has got a different, you know, different slot limit, this and that. And I got some paperwork here that, that I got, uh, saying that there was a biologist from South Dakota that wrote this about slot limits don't work. And it's a pretty good article. Uh, I'm going to get some copies and, and pass them around, but it's a very good article. And I would just like to see if, you know, you get a three fish limit. You know what? If you keep them, you get three fish, no matter what size, whatever. Most people don't keep big fish anymore. They, they take the big fish, throw back. They keep the, the the 16, 17, 18 inchers, and they throw the rest back. And the northerns, they're finding out now that all these lakes we got the northerns in. You know, the northerns, northerns are predator fish. They eat and eat like it's a muskie. I mean, they eat, they eat, they eat. Well, and they they get so abundant that they we got lakes around here that the biggest northern you can catch is five pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're so abundant in the lake, 
And, you know, they, they're, they just eat. A lot of people don't keep dogs, but if yep. you can keep more, you know, people maybe will start learning how to, how to get the Y bones out of them, how to play them and how, how to prepare them. I mean, they're, it's not that hard of a deal. I know a lot of guys that pickle them. I know a lot of guys that bake them. Northern's actually a pretty good eating fish. It's like a bass. They're not bad eating. Now, I know the bass guys don't want to hear that, but you know, bass needs to know what today is. I see the few baskets thrown in the live hole up there on Malax today. Is. And I know they weren't keeping them for a picture shoot. I, I would imagine they're going to take them home and clean them and eat them because you can't keep walleye. So these people want to, want to keep something to eat. Well, uh, well that's uh, kind of part of the problem we talked about. You know, you, you got to have that limit, but at the same time, you know, I don't agree with basically having no limit at all on a particular lake. Let's make it like you had mentioned. You said three fish. Maybe, maybe it's four fish for walleyes, northern and bass, and then you know keep it at ten, or maybe even drop it down to six or something for panfish per day, because it, it comes down to you know we've had a lot of these laws for. 50 years as far as the regulations. Well, we went from rowboats and, and rocks as depth finders uh, to, you know, 300-horse bass boats and talon poles and, and and super anchors and trolling motors that drive themselves and, and cameras, underwater cameras and side imaging and things to find the fish. So, obviously, it has gotten easier to catch fish, and they're obviously are more people fishing so i would think you have to drop that limit down a little bit to keep the resource going but at the well, same time don't have a don't have a size limit because what's the difference if you pull out you know and people aren't going to agree with this but what's the difference if you pull out a 28 inch walleye and keep it or a 14 inch walleye and keep it eventually those well, big walleyes are they not going to just die of old age anyway just like humans well, to me, you know, you got a good point there. And to me, if you're out there catching a fish in, out on sand, the mud flats, you're catching it in deep water, you're in 30 feet of water, 28 feet of water. By the time you fight that fish, get it to the top, you throw it back, more than likely that fish will probably be dead. It'll probably die. If you give a guy three fish limit or whatever, you say, okay, you go out there and catch your three fish, you go home. Well, now you catch your three fish and you know, say if you gut hook them, you know, and it happens, they, they bleed, you get them down there. Well, you know the fish ain't going to live, so the fish is going to die. So that fish is wait, It's going to be wasted. Give it to the guy. Okay, you catch your two or three fish. You go home. You're going you're gonna to let the boat launch open up because this guy's got his limit. Now he's going to go home. So nobody, somebody else can put their vehicle there. I mean, it's like the guys that were fishing the bass tournaments the, when they had the big bass deal up there. They're out there throwing their, their, their crankbaits and their worms and, the one guy told me, he said, I caught so many walleyes. He says, it was unbelievable. He said, I can't believe that. They're saying there's no, there's no walleyes in this lake. But, you know, people didn't want to hear that from these guys. I mean, they, they, you know, they didn't want, they didn't want these guys talking about all the walleyes they caught. And every lake around, I mean, I got some lakes out that, out close, close to Malaxer that people are catching lots of fish. And, you know, nobody, they don't want anybody to know about it. They're, they're keeping it a secret. And then on, then, and on the other hand, you got these poor bait stores and resort owners up here that nobody's going because you can't keep any fish. So I mean, you got to do something. I mean, it's in, in the size limits of the size. To me, slot limits don't work. I mean, I I said that since day one. Slot limits do not work on a lake. 
Well, I, I, I guess I kind of agree with you on that because you take a certain size fish out, whether it's a smaller fish or a bigger fish, well, then that population is obviously going to increase in that size limit. But it's just like uh, anything else. You you crawl, you know, there's too many frogs. Well, then there's not enough mosquitoes. There's too many mosquitoes and there's not enough frogs. You know, it's it's the cycle of life. I like to look at it a little bit as simpler terms. And I know there's a lot of biology behind it. But at the same time, too, we have to protect the resource and, and try to find a happy medium. Because there are people, if you had a 100 walleye limit on a lake and they caught 100 walleyes, they keep 100 walleyes. Even though well, nobody can eat yeah, that, yeah. You know, I that's mean, part you, of the problem too. Limits. I mean, it's just like deer hunting, like pheasant hunt. I mean, it's like anything. You got to have a limit on it, and you got to protect your resource. But then again, I mean, you're buying a license, you're living on a lake, you know, you got a business or whatever. You, you, you know, that'd be like me taking the gas station and saying, "Well, you know what? I'm not going to pump gas today because I want to keep it for tomorrow." Well, how long are you going to stay in business? Yep. Well, we'll leave it at that. Uh, we'll see what comments we get here this coming week, and maybe it's a topic we can bring out and maybe get some more uh, experts in on. Will you enjoy the heat, Kudak? Uh, keep your shirt on because nobody wants to see that. Well, well, I'm going to go get out of my moped. I'm going up to the town here to go visit now. Excellent. That is legendary guide Chris Kudak. I'm Outdoor Adventures Stan Poggle. Average everyday fisherman and two-time bottle bass champion, black Republican, black Democrat, up next.